Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Our ambivalent Supreme Court. This is the updated version of Wednesday's column, titled The Supreme Court v. Duterte and Marcos, published to correct certain statements made there. Ed. Until this moment, our readers have been led to believe that the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of the International Criminal Court, ICC, investigating former President Rodrigo Duterte in connection with the alleged drug killings when he was mayor of Davao City and later president. I have repeated this statement on the basis of all the news reports I have read on the web based on the ruling itself. With the most profound apologies, I must now say the entire premise is incorrect. False. And I am awfully sorry if I have contributed to this unintended mistake. The opposite is true, the Supreme Court, by a unanimous vote of 15 to 0, has dismissed the case as moot and academic. However, the SC's 101-page ruling, penned by Senior Associate Justice Marvik Mario Victor Leonin, contained an extended obiter dictum, which has been quoted extensively online and has given the impression that the ICC position has prevailed. This is to say that former President Duterte cannot avoid his liability before the ICC over the alleged drug killings. Withdrawing from the Rome Statute does not discharge a state party from the obligations it has incurred as a member, the ruling said. Consequently, liability for the alleged summary killings and other atrocities committed in the course of the war on drugs is not nullified or negated here. Whatever process was already initiated before the ICC obliges the former, state party to cooperate. The justices could have made this the basis of their decision, but somehow they did not have the courage. Consequently, President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. could declare with utter conviction that allowing the ICC to investigate Duterte would violate the nation's sovereignty. This need not always be so. Under the law of nations, a state gives up part of its sovereign rights to the international community when it accedes to an international treaty that imposes certain obligations and responsibilities on its state parties. This is what happened when the Philippines acceded to the Statute of Rome in 2011. It accepted ICC jurisdiction over genocide, war crimes, crimes against humanity and the crime of aggression committed within its territory. But in 2018, Duterte revoked the Philippines' ICC membership to avoid the ICC process. This became effective in 2019. Several cases were filed against Duterte. The court conducted oral arguments and ruled on the issues before July 2020. But the ruling never reached the public. Normally Supreme Court rulings, especially on high-profile cases, become news-breaking events on the day they are issued. This is the first time it has taken a very important ruling such a very long time to enter the public domain. Did the High Court impose a press embargo on its release, after the 15 justices had unanimously voted for it? Or did the COVID-19 lockdown, which crippled the mass media from January 2020 onward, have anything to do with it? Or is the entire system simply not working anymore? Who was responsible for hiding the correct information about this extremely important document? Certainly not Duterte or Marcos. In 2018-2019, after Duterte renounced the Philippines' ICC membership, ICC Chief Prosecutor Fatu Ben Sauda and Professor Raul Pangalongan, former publisher of the Philippine Daily Enquirer and the first Filipino to serve as an ICC judge, among others, were heard to say that the International Court at The Hague retains jurisdiction over cases brought before it, even after the state party has withdrawn from the Statute of Rome. This position is well quoted in Leonin's Ponencia. 
it is likely to come alive, even more, if and when the ICC insists on investigating Duterte and company, despite the Supreme Court ruling. Leaked documents through Vera files have revealed that the ICC is determined to indict Duterte, his daughter Vice President Sarah Duterte, in her capacity as former mayor of Davao City from 2010 to 2013 and 2016 to 2022, and Senators Ronald de la Rosa, former police chief of Davao, and Christopher Lawrence Bongo, former special presidential assistant to Duterte. Keen political observers, including some close Supreme Court watchers, believe the ICC controversy is far from over, and that the Supreme Court may have to rule again, on a new case altogether. Some of them tend to believe what is at issue here is not just the casualties of Duterte's drug war, and other human rights issues, but the external politics of the Duterte group and their consequences. Duterte's foreign policy as president, which was unquestionably pro-China, has clearly attracted the attention of many external actors, who have taken a serious interest in his case. This would have presented no problem if at the end of his term last year, Duterte had just ridden into the sunset. But he did not, his daughter Vice President Sarah Duterte, who got more votes than Bongbong Marcos in the last elections, is looking forward to becoming the next Philippine president by 2028. Unless the movement of the Earth's tectonic plates rearranged political events, according to the wishes of some of the world's most powerful actors, by then, we might be dealing with another Duterte for the next so many years. Fstat at gmail.com